How are you challenging your existing risk landscape from an oversight perspective? Either as a board member or as the auditor or in another role which has the responsibility to come up with a holistic and complete risk landscape to protect the organization. In today's episode, I will introduce five sources which could be taken into consideration when the reflection and review of the existing risk landscape for a specific organization you are responsible for is performed. But not only that, if you do not yet have an implemented process to identify the risks, these sources could also be helpful for a good start. I'm glad to have you here and listening to the show. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, executive or non-executive, a business professional aspiring the next level, a corporate integrity council, or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and the Corporate Integrity Leadership Circle. With a vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability, Yours and the one of your organizations. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. Without having a broad perspective on identifying the risks which could harm our business, we already have face-first disadvantages. Do we need that? No, not at all. Therefore, let us think about potential threats and the completeness of our risk map to support the organization's success. It is unquestionable that the completeness of the risk landscape is one of the key fa success factors, but also a moving target. What was not on the radar a few weeks ago needs highest attention now. We all learned that latest when COVID-19 changed from risk to the event. An event which was on the risk landscapes of many organizations and also by the research teams. It was not a so-called black swan, as some of the voices spread. It was a risk, sitting on some risk landscapes, maybe with a higher or lower probability and impact. Since then, I recognize that the awareness and also openness to talk about the risk maps increased significantly, which is a great trend for our organizations. Is it so important to think about additional sources to reflect on existing risk maps or risk landscapes? I definitely think so. And it also opens up the horizon. Why I'm saying that? I often see that the management sticks to the risks they already know. But not only the management, we all do. 
It's just human being. And that is definitely not what brings an organization onto the next level, nor does it protect the assets. In one of the last workshops we had with a large global active organization, exactly that pattern was dominant in the discussions. The good old, since ever existing risk landscape, tuned with nice PowerPoint slides to impress the readers. In this case, the management wanted to convince the board of directors. Having compared the new presentation to the one of last year, yes, I hear you, there is no time to reflect on it more than once a year, and that is a topic we discuss in another episode. There were hardly any changes, and if so, very, very minor. Is that possible? Of course it is. And it is also a sign that the owners, the risk owners, did not open up to challenged existing map. And here we are now. You already heard the hindering belief that there is no time to challenge a risk landscape more than once a year. And it is just a burden. That is a strategic business decision taken by the board of directors. Whether that is enough or not depends on several factors like industry, business model, etc. The excuse of not having the time should not be the reason at all. An incomplete risk landscape puts the organizations even more at risk. So far, so good. And we already talked about the responsibility of where the input of challenging the risk landscape should come from. Not only the board of directors, which have the overall responsibility, but also the auditors are on duty when it comes to the risk identification process. And also here we have significant differences when it comes to quality. Some of the auditors are excellent in bringing in their own risk intelligence. Others are just clueless and tick any of the nice boxes they have in their audit planning program. Please, if you are a board member, and especially in the audit and or risk committee, challenge such behavior too. The auditors can be a great sparring partner if they are qualified, professional, and have a high level of integrity too. If not, find the one which fits to your expectations. It is important. Today, I have a very short metaphor, which is far away of all the cybersecurity and or fraud and compliance risks out there. It just tells us how fast we face risks we would never have expected. To be exposed to a risk, it needs either an external or internal factor which develops or changes the status quo. At the moment we arrive here on Earth, the exposure starts. At the beginning, we do not have the risk of driving the car into a wall because as a newborn, we are not driving. But we are exposed to the threats we cannot influence. The more we develop, the more diverse the risk landscape becomes. We start walking, running, climbing. The risk landscape becomes bigger and bigger. Same for the business. The changes in the business model impacts the risk landscape, either by reducing or expanding the potential, but not only the business model itself, also the external factors. 
And today's goal is to introduce additional sources you could use to enrich your risk landscape or to challenge it, or at least to reflect whether the completeness is given or not. I will talk about five sources and ideas which could be supportive. This does not mean that these are the only ones, not at all. And you will also recognize that some of the resources are other approaches and others are studies and reports which are published on a regular basis. What I have observed is that many teams and also individuals are often too focused on their own function, department, business or even industry and not watching out what else happens out in the world. That is not new and absolutely normal. Being conscious about that helps to become more risk intelligent. If you would like to hear more about risk intelligence, also listen to episode number 17, where it outlines additional aspects which are helpful to increase individual and organizational risk intelligence. We there talk about the core segments of the business model influencing the risk landscape. So before we now go into the details, I would like to refresh two important definitions, the risk trend and the inherent risk. Risk trend, the risk trend is the direction in which an inherent risk or residual risk is moving to. For example, an inherent risk may be trending up, but after mitigation, the residual risk may be trending down. Inherent risk is the risk to an entity in the absence of any mitigation plans or actions by leadership. And now, let us dive into the sources, and I would like to start with an approach or methodology, however you would like to name it, which is often forgotten. The open source intelligence is nothing else than how we collect public available sources. The approach exists for hundreds of years already and is not only allocated to the cyber territory, not at all. OSINT, how we call it, is not only the collection but also the analysis of information which is gathered from the open source. And we all can do that. And that is exactly where the journey to challenge the risk landscape starts. We go out and search. We go out and research. For that, it is important to know what you want to know. What do you want to find? A few ideas where to start with are all types of media, the government reports and other documents, scientific research and reports, commercial vendors' information, internet as such, and so on. What it makes OSINT so powerful is that it does not require any type of clandestine collection techniques to obtain it. The copyright and commercial requirements of the vendors where applicable are always met. So if you do not yet use OSINT, think about it and think about how it could support your organization accessing these kind of public information for your risk process. The second one, the Global Risk Report from the World Economic Forum. The Global Economic Forum publishes the the Global Risk Report on an annual basis and they often use that report to learn more about the trends. As it is not only focused on certain industries or geographics, what needs to be known is that the World Economic Forum, the WEF, decides about the focus topics and your professional judgment is needed to abstract how valuable these are for your organization. Not every year the same topic is on focus. 
The third one is a top security risk trend from Gartner. When I want to learn where the trends go when it comes to the territory of cyber, the Gartner report gives additional indications. Also here, it needs a deep understanding of the business model, of your business model, of course, and how it changed. You remember what influences our risk exposure. But receiving the information from externally, what trends are seen, supports the reflection process within our teams. The fourth one, the Corruption Perception Index from Transparency International, one of the key publications and reports, which are also published on a yearly basis, is the Corruption Perception Index, the so-called CPI. This is a source I think everybody on the level of a board, in the role of an auditor, as well as all investigators, need to know and need to understand especially. We all know that the perception is not what really happens when it comes to corruption and bribery. But we do good when we understand the perception and also bring in our own risk intelligence when it affects our organization. Last but not least, and definitely not least, is number five. Number five is a report to the nations from the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. This is one of my favorite reports when it comes to the risk of fraud, non-compliance and cybercrime. And of course, I'm biased because I am a certified fraud examiner and I, of course, follow our, our, our association. Nevertheless, these studies helped already hundreds and thousands of organizations when it comes to identify their actual situation and their risks. When it comes to identify the risks on the risk landscape, that report really helps to talk about the taboos of fraud. The patterns are still not as popular to discuss in the boardroom, which is based on the biases we all bring in. But with the report, a certain objectivity and professionalism comes back to the table and enables an open, a more open access to the topic. Having now only brought up five potential sources to start with, I promise that additional ones are lining up and are already prepared for you. Starting with the approach of OSIN is key and often the organization reaches a very high level of professionalism within a short period of time. It will become one of your competitive advantage when the OSIN skills improve. With these the resources to challenge the existing risk map will be found and contribute to a holistic approach. I'm convinced the existing belief that it is too time-consuming to challenge the risk map with additional external sources will expire. When it comes to our take-home or take-to-the-office assignment, I would like you to come up with a plan how you address what you have heard today. Will you challenge the existing risk map? If so, will you bring in, for example, the OSINT approach? Will you talk about the mentioned sources of the World Economic Forum, the Global Risk Report, the Corruption Perception Index from Transparency International, the CPI, and the Report to the Nation and the Security Trends? Every action leads to results, but only the actions. And this was episode number 23 of The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. 
following the belief corporate integrity secures and empowers individuals and organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. That's it from my side. I thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernimann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.